Hey, and welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Daffs. And I'm Rick. And we are here, as always, unscripted and raw. That's right, Daffs. And I'm wearing my Bob Kazamakis shirt today. Yeah. I, uh, I got pizza the other day in my Bob Kazamakis hoodie, and someone said, oh, I didn't know he was running for Seattle City Council. That makes sense, since he didn't even get 10% of the vote in no. November's election. I said that's because we had terrible turnout numbers this year. <laughs> yep. So if you're tuning in now, listener, People. who I dropped the podcast name to, uh, hello. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Thank you for the pizza. I was very bummed out <laughs> by his loss. Um, apparently, our podcast endorsement did not influence the voters. Didn't garner nearly the support we would have expected. <laughs> Actually, it garnered way more support than I expected. 10% um, on that. Yeah, that's pretty good for us. We'll take it. Um, okay, so what's this podcast about? We need to get quick to business here. Yep. Uh, this is going to be about what item would you bring back from the Harry Potter universe? And first off, Rick, it cannot be a person. Okay. Can't be a person or like a noun? What? Wait, it could be a noun, but it can't be a living creature? Well, I mean, like... Like, dragon egg, okay. Dragon, not okay. Well, good luck getting a dragon back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, at any rate. And also, we're just us. We're not wizards. Yeah. So, those of you who are like, oh, I'll take the Elder Wand. Well, yeah, that'd be great if you were a wizard. Are you a wizard? No, you're not, Mom. Basically, what you've done is you've gotten a pointy stick. Yeah. Good for gouging out eyes or (laughs) making a point. Not very good for magic. Nope. But there are many other items, and I think we have counted up about eight items that we're going to be getting into and discussing. We are going to give an official Rick and Daff's decision on which of these would be the best to bring back to our land. Which would have the most impact. So, Daffs, why don't you start us off? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking invisibility cloak, because that comes on... Right away, everyone's like, oh, I wish I had that. I would use it all the time. What would you use it for? That's none of your business, Rick. <laughs> you'd, you'd be invisible? I wouldn't know. I, I, I'd be invisible. People don't do things they're not ashamed of when they're not invisible. Well, see, I wrote down, I, I quickly wrote down some pros and cons for all of these. And let's see, under invisibility cloak, I have most of my pros are just like sneaking into amusement parks uh, let's see, sneaking into airplanes, like hiding in the cargo and taking a travel, uh, sneaking into football games, basketball games, etc. Yeah, there's lots of sneaking. <clears throat> yes. You'd want to wear like a uh, wrestling shoes or something that's very quiet I to walk in. I wouldn't really use it for like espionage or anything like that. It would just be basically for family travel. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, kids, we're going to Hawaii. Yay! <laughs> Everyone cuddle when close. You, when did you get tickets? I didn't. <laughs> Come with me. We'll explain later. <laughs> as there, as we're all just laying in the cargo hold. I mean, that would be a really boring flight. <laughs> yeah. And probably cold too. Definitely cold. We'd all have to bundle up. <laughs> but I mean, that I would save thousands. <laughs> oh yeah. Probably doesn't work very well for hotels. <laughs> now, what I was wondering, and they never really address this in the films, does the invisibility cloak, is it affected by wind? Because that would make it really <laughs> difficult. Like, it's pretty large, let's admit. But if, like, I'm walking around and it's windy and my ankles are showing every once in a while, not helpful. You know, we're going to assume that it's magic so that it, it kind of conforms to your body. So once it's on you, it's on you. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, then that helps a whole lot. I would. Yeah. I mean, see, here's. I'm just envisioning myself saving lots of money on vacations. Essentially, what I'm doing. I go jump into the cargo hold at SeaTac, fly down to California, get a hotel. That's basically the only expense that I'm paying for. Uh, then, <laughs> um, you know, go to California Adventure again. Just sneak in, yeah. take off the coat once I'm in, and then uh, have a party day. Well, and depending on your morality, I mean, really, it it becomes its own uh, income source i mean all you have to do if you're willing to steal well yeah i mean think about it like if i go to the grocery store and load up a cart and then go behind a stand and turn invisible and then walk out with that cart i have free food if i do the same thing for some nice coach bags and then sell them later on ebay i mean (laughs) tomato tomato or in this case literal tomatoes and a coach bag on ebay (laughs) in the coach bag yes Maybe not. See, I don't think you get a cart. I think what you do is you get one of those like um, your this, your like reusable bags, and then ah. people see you filling it, and they're like, "Oh, that guy's helping the environment and himself to all those groceries." <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, as far as just your everyday life, like usefulness, invisibility cloak, high up there. But mm-hmm. there are some cons. One, getting run over while invisible, so- deaf or run into, and wounded <laughs> that is something that i think people downplay a whole lot the fact is that when you're walking around everyone kind of like gently moves out of each other's way yeah. a little bit at least in western society and if no one's doing that for you you'd be bumped and hit and clipped by cabs and you would have to messengers. be really careful when you were out on the streets yeah you would need like uh mirrors like one of those bike helmet mirrors you can see behind you yeah all the time because people would just like a jogger would just cream you from behind yeah because they wouldn't see you literally literally yeah so i think that that's a real i think you have to be really careful of when and how you use that um the other thing i was thinking is i mean it it's one of those things where if you're not good at secret keeping you lose that thing right away oh yeah that people are going to want to steal that with all of these they're going to want to steal it but the invisibility cloak once it's gone, you're not getting it back. Here's here, here's my uh, my fear with it. Um, you notice when Harry puts it on, um, one side is invisible and the other side can be seen. You put it down inside out. I just imagine I put it on the ground inside out and I'm like, oh no, I dropped it. Where'd it go? And then I can never find it. Oh, yeah, that would be the worst. So like, are you looking for a contact? Sure. Yes. <laughs> just reaching around the floor trying to figure out where it is. Yeah, I think losing it would be high on the list of things that would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the over-under is for you actually keeping the invisibility cloak for the rest of your life and not losing it? Oh, it's zero. Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance. I have cats. My cats love to burrow in everything. Yeah, you couldn't have any animals. No. And I, you definitely would have to keep it locked up in like a safe or something. Yeah. Because your children would totally steal it. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine your teenage son or daughter gets mad, grabs your invisibility cloak... You're not going to find him. On the flip side, though, if you're leading a rather seedy life, it makes it really easy to disappear and start a new life. That is true. Abandon your whole family. Probably not the most moral thing you could do. But. Yeah, and also, if, if you had it and other people, maybe people you trust, had it, there'd be no way to know if they were around you at any given time yeah. other than touching them. 
that's true. I feel like what you would do is you would just have a ton of dart guns, like Nerf guns, and you'd just be like shooting random areas and seeing if the dart hits something in midair. That's true. Trust would be big. Like, I saw what you were doing while I was gone, in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. I had the invisibility cloak. (laughs) I saw the whole thing. There'd be a lot of... You uh, were cheating on your diet. (laughs) No. (laughs) You watched Game of Thrones without me. (laughs) I saw you. Well, technically, you watched it too then. So (laughs) So I wasn't watching it without you. The the find my phone GPS thing would be used all the time. In your house. Where is Stacy right now? And can I get an episode in real fast? (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. I like that. All right. So that one for me is in the running. Um, That's definitely a good one. Um, One of mine that I wrote down was, uh, this is just for sheer laziness, port key. Oh, yeah. Like, you you, you steal a port key and you, like, program it or whatever for, like, certain location. Like, it's like a rock that's outside my work. And then I pick it up, and I'm home. Now, help me help me with this. Because port keys, once you touch them, they automatically they take you so to you the place. So you need to, like, scoop it up with, like, uh, a blanket or, or something that you're not touching it yeah. at that point. But then, does it take you both directions? It does. Well, think about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. When they touch that uh, Triwizard Tournament trophy... They get transported both ways. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's so, right. And uh, the phoenix was also a port key. Oh, yeah. I thought that was so cool when he turned his, his pet bird into a port key. That's pretty cool. I think, I think honestly, if I could reprogram it unlimited number of times, uh, it'd be cool. But I think more often than not, what it would happen is, is I would just have like a rock like on the ground on the main level outside my apartment and then one inside my apartment just so I would have to use that really slow elevator. Like, it would be the worst, absolute, laziest thing. Well, speaking of travel, though, I mean, that's a really cheap and easy way to go on vacation, too. Okay, now, do you have to program it in the location of where you want it? I Well, you were saying if you put it into a blanket, then it goes i think basically you just have to what you could never move you'd always have to i don't know if, since we don't have any magic we can't reprogram it i think it's just like it starts off at our home so we could never move yeah so if you're gonna bring it back you gotta know that you like where you live and you're not planning on moving i i imagine if you could reprogram it i think it's one of those things where you have to you have to program it at the location so you have to be able to get to the location and then program it. Yeah, like you can't I like flied, just choose to do that. I fly to Mexico with that rock in my bag, mm-hmm. dump it out somewhere inconspicuous. Like the only problem is, is that it's a two-way thing. So then some like weirdo who I don't even know who f- falls down drunk, you know, somewhere <laughs> ends up in your living. Ends room. up in my living room. <laughs> well, I was thinking. If I want to save the money of doing that, I could just mail it to somebody I know who like lives in Ireland and say, hey, do me a favor. Don't touch this rock. Pick it up. You know it they're going to touch a it, mountain. though. Well, they would. They'd be like, oh, a rock. They'd pick it up off the note that says don't touch it and they'd end up in my living room. And I'd be like, son of Seamus, what? Did you not read the... Obviously That's a not. really good way to abduct people, though. Oh. 
I didn't think about that. You could use it for abductions. Yeah, assuming that it actually gets to the gets person. to the right person. Well, or you go up and you just like you have like a gloved hand and you throw it at them. It hits them and then they. <laughs> you know, they never actually used that idea of using a porky as a weapon. Yeah. You could use it as a weapon. You could, like, abduct people with it. <laughs> and then it pops out on the other side, and there's, like, five guys there. <laughs> Although they could just touch it to get back. Maybe. I think they'd be pretty confused when they first popped out, of, like, and they got sucked into a port key. I don't think they'd be expecting that. What you would have to do is you would have to have the port key hanging from a rope, like, ten feet off the ground over something, like, soft, like a snowbank, so that they could f- touch it fall and then not be able to touch it back to get back ah uh, there you go here's what It'd you do like in antarctica <laughs> well you all you could just easily you, you what you do is you just have the you have the port key somewhere like and you actually trick people into touching it mm-hmm. and then you just extort them for money to get back <laughs> they, they just end up like getting thrown into this random room and there's a screen that's on repeat that says if you have PayPal, send it to this number. $500 for your freedom. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's going to go to the cops with that story. I touched a rock and I got abducted into this room. I paid $500 and then I was sent back. <laughs> right this way, buddy. Another one for the loony bin, Jim. Man, it's filling up, Dale. I know, they're out like crazy There's today. a mass hysteria around where people believe they're getting abducted. <laughs> now, if I do recall... The books. There's really only one way to use that, and it's just for criminal purposes. Oh, yeah. It's either laziness or criminal purposes. Well, laziness, I think, would kind of peter out fast, though, because as I recall from the books, it's very uncomfortable to use port key. They described it as being like yanked from your umbilical, like yes. belly button, sucked through time and space to like a different area. I don't imagine I'd want to use that on a daily basis to catch the bus. Well, that's why you'd have to put it further away than to make just, it worthwhile. Just inside your apartment. Although honestly, that that elevator is so slow, it might still be <laughs> worth it. You've been to our place, you know. See, how I was bad thinking that is. you like break the lock on one of the like, uh, like some door somewhere, and then you just transport yourself inside there. You, there's like a rock in the corner of like Quest Field, or you know, yeah. something like that. Here is one thing for sure. You would have to be super careful when transporting it. No boats. Can you imagine if you dropped oh, it gosh. and it went to like the bottom of a lake and you were like, well, got to throw the other one away too because anyone who touches it just goes to the bottom of Lake Michigan. Of, there's just tons of fish in your living room. Which like the lakes out here are pretty deep, but Lake Michigan, it's like 500 feet at its deepest. Yeah. It's super deep. Port key, really only useful if you explicitly just want to commit crimes. Yeah. Um, Which is fine for us. Yeah. Or, you know, you're like the president or something, and you this is your, like, doomsday, get out of jail free card. <laughs> They're coming for us. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Down to the situation room. Everybody touch the rock. I'll tell you later why. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's that one. All right, Daphs, let's get one of yours. That's a, that's a solid contender. Um, I don't think it is. Oh, I, I don't know. You like it? I thought it was kind of cool. Right. I liked the, uh, the weapon idea for it. It is interesting use as a weapon. Can you imagine putting it on a slingshot? <laughs> Just tossing the rock at somebody? Ha! Huh? Yeah. Do you want your candidate back? All the enemies are disappearing. 
Um, so I That's said... That's where you do put it in Mi- Lake Michigan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I said Dragon Egg. Dragon Egg. Now, here's the thing. I'm not even sure if this is... I mean, I know this is a made-up show, but I'm not sure if Dragon Egg is loud. <laughs> I think... I mean, I think an egg is an item, and I think a chicken is an animal. So... <laughs> I think a dragon egg counts. Fair enough. I'll allow it. And and the best part about it is, is I really wouldn't have to worry about losing it. Because if I'm the only person in the muggle world with a dragon, someone's going to want it. To which I say, good luck taking it. <laughs> I'm not very strong, but my dragon that hopefully imprinted on me by now is going to have some problems with you just running off with him. <laughs> or I, her. I was going to say, I think that you can imprint on it. I mean, we'll just say that you can. Because it, it seems as if Hagrid imprinted on Norbert. Yeah, he... Well, I mean, he certainly imprinted one direction for sure. Yes. <laughs> Hagrid was definitely imprinted upon. One of my favorite lines is Hagrid crying, saying, But what if the other dragons are mean to him? <laughs> oh, broke my heart. But yeah, I, and, I, I don't know. I think it'd be really cool to have just like a, a big old nasty fun dragon to hang out, watch TV with. Okay, I'm going to totally destroy this dream for you. Uh, one, feeding a dragon going to be really expensive. Two, you're probably not going to be able to feed it enough to uh, put out its instincts to kill and uh, murder sheep and cows and... <laughs> As we've seen in Game of Thrones, owning dragons is an all fun and wizards chess. <laughs> it will inevitably kill a little girl <laughs> and, like, maim somebody. <laughs> also, the government's going to be after you trying to get your dragon. Um, some people will want to weaponize it. You'd basically have to just, like, live alone in the Ural Mountains in Russia. Or in Canada or Alaska, like somewhere way, way atop someplace. I'm wondering if I were to live in New Zealand, which has a very large sheep population, (laughs) how many sheep would I need to own that the reproductive rate would not be dwindled by the amount my dragon eats? (laughs) I think that you need to live somewhere in the wilds to make this work. Like I'm I think you need to like live on the Anwar like animal reservation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like where your dragon can go out and murder tons of like caribou or elk or whatever it may be maybe a bear i'm not sure whatever catches his fancy <laughs> um but one there's less likelihood that anybody's gonna get killed by it two anybody's gonna see it and three because it's not domestic animals i feel like that it would be able to sustain a dragon going out and murdering yeah, I mean, the great caribou uh, migration, you can see them like all the way to the horizon. So I imagine that there'd be enough there for a healthy. As meal. long as your dragon doesn't kill for sport. <laughs> well, once that happens, good luck to us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think unless you're planning to live alone in the tundras of Alaska or Canada or Russia, uh, dragon, probably not going to work. Or, unless you're planning on trying to take over the world, like Daenerys Stormborn. Maybe I am, Rick. I just don't think you have it in you. <laughs> you're no, you're no mother of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time you questioned my maternal instinct. <laughs> Mortimer, get him. <laughs> By the way, my dragon's name is Mortimer in this scenario. In this scenario. 
Very good. Yes, yes. I'm I'm off the dragon eggs. I'm I'm marking that one off as a heart is an easy no for me. Yeah, I'm gonna give that one a uh, three stars. <laughs> three. That this is really confusing. Your thing has three stars. At one point, you gave something a thumbs up. I don't know what this means. <laughs> is there a conversion chart? Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> All right, here's one I wrote down. Broom. Mm. I bring back a firebolt. Well, a Nimbus 2000. No, a firebolt. Is that faster? Uh, it can go from zero to 150 miles an hour in 10 seconds. <laughs> but can your skin? I don't know. <laughs> I would have to invest in some things. But if I can get, like, that doesn't even say it's max speed. Yeah. I don't know what the maximum speed is, but I know that I can go really freaking fast. You would save on travel. Yeah, I would. I have a magically powered broom. I mean, the only downside is that I can do one, maybe two people max. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Um, so that's going to make some parts of travel very difficult. But, but how, like, how much different is that than our regular daily commute? I mean, you see the carpool lane for two people. Like, no one uses it. Everyone's driving giant vehicles with one person in each time. I mean, overall, broom seems like a, a step up. I tend to agree. Um, for long distance travel, I think you'd kind of have to get like a G suit or something if you're going to. Well, and also like really good rain gear for Seattle. Yeah. Can you, I mean, running a motorcycle in Seattle is bad. Can you imagine flying through the rain? Get yourself a helmet. <laughs> get yourself a G suit. And then I think you're good to go. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it because it's eco. You're not going to get accused of ruining the world. No. Uh, you can go really fast. Mm -hmm. I can get to work in like two minutes um, if I don't pass out on the way <laughs> or get struck by lightning. <laughs> two distinct possibilities. Um, if I wanted to travel like to Portland or something like that, I could get there really fast, like an hour. It's not as fast as a port key, though. No. Um, also high likelihood of wrecking and getting killed. Um, I also wrote down, let's see, UFO sightings, <laughs> i.e. people cite you as a UFO. Oh, yeah. And the government shoots you down. <laughs> and it would be very cold. <laughs> yes. But I think it's just like a day-to-day -day tool. That one's probably one of your most useful. I get to my parents' house, which normally takes an hour and a half and like, 20 minutes yeah i could I mean, live wherever i wanted my commute would be easy you could you could i mean you could build a, a cabin somewhere where they don't have roads as long as you can carry a few grocery bags hook it onto the front you'd be all right yeah um good like moving a bed though <laughs> yeah for moving it wouldn't be very helpful no yeah <laughs> so that that's that's one of my suggestions i say that one's pretty good that one i think is probably one of the more um Practical, useful, and practical with limited downsides. Yes, I agree. Moving on to one with an incredible downside, potentially the time turner. The time turner. See, I wrote down some things about the time turner. I'm really off the time turner. Yeah? Yeah, I don't like it. But couldn't you just go back in time and avoid whatever thing you're trying to say is bad about it? No. Because what I say is bad about it is that uh, you'll just end up in infinite time loops trying to fix something, and you'll never fix it, and then you'll just slowly go insane. <laughs> or you just keep reliving, like, or you're just, like, stuck in this infinite time loop, like, my wife dies in a terrible crash, right? 
I go back in time. I can stop this. But I find that I can't stop it. I just keep reliving the same day, like Groundhog's Day, over and over again, trying to figure it out. You're like describing the movie uh, The Time Machine, the, based on the book by H.G. Wells. Also, there's the danger of the time loop, where by stopping the event, I lose motivation in the future to, to go back in time to stop said event. It's a real cluster. But wouldn't after like the fourth or fifth time trying to go back and you discover, hey, it's not going to work. Couldn't you just show up to when you originally were going to use it and say, hey, uh, scratch that? And wouldn't it just like, don't do it. Wouldn't it just like erase all the other loops that you've been through? Maybe. You'd, uh, you'd age really fast, though. That There's no getting around. Compared yes. to everyone else. Yeah. You'd like live like multiple days over again that they never saw. Like, man, does it seem like Rick had a really rough 2018? Yeah. I mean, he aged like five years, it looks like. Yeah, all this, like, I'm like, look like I'm 70. I'm only like 50 years old. I look terrible. I'm double the age that I actually am. <laughs> That'd be hard to keep a relationship. <laughs> yeah. That would be a that would be a real challenge of the time turner. I just see I just see that as a bad thing to do because then you just I just don't like the time loop situation. Well, what if you just used it like once? I think the only way that you can do it is if you're only using it to go back to make money yeah yeah like like gambling on the stock market yeah or like just walk into any casino and watch the roulette wheel and then time turn like 20 seconds and then be like everything i own on black 17 and they're gonna be like that seems like a bad idea oh hey you won <laughs> i'll have to do that again in 20 minutes from now <laughs> some time yeah, you could get really rich. I mean, that would be really good. Which I mean, honestly, that's like again, half if the struggle you're going to be involved world. in the in the mafia or something like that, also really good. Like you're a guard, as you're like bleeding out from the opposing family who's just come in and rampaged through your place. You turn the time turner back a few minutes, like a f and then you stop that whole scene from happening. That is, that is true. The one thing that would be. Uh, your downfall would be something that happens very fast to you where you don't get a chance to get it out in time turn back. That's true. Now, headshot. Question though, real quick. When you time turn it back, it's you in that moment going back in time. I think so. So if you got shot, you would just go back in time and but still be shot. bleeding. <laughs> you'd be like, oh no. <laughs> so like, instead of you just collapse bleeding um, like next, next to, to yourself next to your super healthy self that and would you'd be, be like the, oh boy something bad's gonna happen guys that would be the warning how can you tell i got a bad feeling and that dude looks like me and he's dead there's a dead body that just flew uh, flew out from the sky it looks a lot like me yeah you're right i don't i i just am not into the time turner it just seems like it just seems like it's not gonna be very helpful yeah maybe not if if I have to decipher a trail of clues, starting and ending with my own dead body next to myself. <laughs> You're going to port key the heck out of that situation. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, nope. I don't have a port key. Because you can only have one item. Dang. Okay, so maybe, maybe Time Turner, not so great. Not so great. <laughs> I'm giving that a meh. <laughs> what? <laughs> this, this thing is like very confusing to me. I circled it. I, this is one I think it could be in the running. 
the sorting hat. Okay. I bring the sorting hat back. It can give me advice. It can be my friend. <laughs> and it can occasionally give me gifts when I need it. Yeah, things that you need desperately in the moment. Yeah, like, oh, I see you have no money as you have gambled it all away on black. Here is your rent. <laughs> Thanks, sorting hat. <laughs> Here's what I imagine happening, though, is the sorting hat has a totally different idea of what you need in that moment than what you think you need. Now, keep in mind, you're in the muggle world, and the sorting hat is not used to that. So you're like, oh no, um, I'm late for work. Sorting hat, help me. No, not the sword of Gryffindor. Why? Why do you always give me a sword? That's not going to help. I'm 20 minutes late. We're going to lose our job, sorting hat. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's really funny. Here's the thing too, though. The sorting hat has that really obnoxious voice yeah very obnoxious it, and i don't think you can like tell it to shut up no it would be deeply offended if you did since it's like a thousand years old <laughs> and it's talks like this <laughs> let's imagine it like 2 a.m here's a chai latte it will help you on the path to greatness like uh <laughs> i don't like chai <laughs> you like chai <laughs> I just, I just imagine you ungrateful swine. <laughs> you're in the middle of the night. You're sleeping, and it's like, hmm, yes, that's a wonderful idea, Rick. We should go hiking. And you're like, I'm sleeping, sorting hat. Or maybe like, you know, heroes have no use of time or sleep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> maybe uh, you and and Molly are. Uh, Getting a little cozy, comfortable together. A sorting hat would be locked away. <laughs> exactly. And she goes, do you have protection? And then you just hear from the closet, the sword of Gryffindor! <laughs> no sorting hat! And stop listening! <laughs> you just hear the sword clank out of your closet. Son of a bitch. I've got far too many swords. <laughs> They're, they're worth nothing now. They've, the market's been flooded. <laughs> the market is flooded with swords of Gryffindor. <laughs> also, I'd be constantly giving you advice. Very obnoxious advice. And I, and I think that it, like, yeah. I just, I see it being a very unwelcome house guest. Yeah. And it would complain, like, you've been gone at work for... Eight hours already. When are you coming home? Like somehow the sorting hat manifests itself as cell phone calls you. I'll tell you Dang what, sorting it. hat. You want to give me some of those gold galleons? Maybe I can cut out early a little bit. How about you give me a million of them and we'll call it even? The sword of Gryffindor. Son, no more swords. I, I mean, I haven't seen it produce anything except for the Sword of Gryffindor. That's pretty much it. So I'm not sure if it can, if it's even capable. <laughs> I'm just imagining all of the worst case scenarios where it just yells out Sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> you try bringing it on vacation with yeah. you. Anything to declare, sir? <laughs> From this, like, 
from the bag, the sword of Gryffindor. And like then you go through the security. He's got a knife. He has a weapon. Move, move. You're detained. I'm unarmed. No, he's not. The sword of Gryffindor. Stop. You're making this worse. Ugh. <laughs> You're getting interrogated with the sorting hat. I feel like the sorting hat would be a great, like, uh, just buddy comedy. <laughs> just you, you somehow travel to everyday life with the sorting hat, and uh, the the sorting hat's been like in a living in Dumbledore's office forever, and it wants to see the world. You have cancer. You're dying. You and the you and the hat go out on the town. <laughs> I like it. Sorry. I just had a really dark joke about needing something to save your life, and then the sword of Gryffindor pops out. No, chemo, chemo, damn you, hat! What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, should have been Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Draco would know what to do. Duck. <laughs> uh, so what else what else do we got? So sorting hat, I'm gonna give uh three stars to as well. I like the sorting hat. It's a pretty good idea. It's pretty good. It's not great. It's not great, but it's good. Uh pensive, which is that thing that they use to like analyze memories. Oh, the thing like that. Uh, go inside their own memories. Had? No, uh Dumbledore. Oh, that Snape had one where he got know. to go in and see his father making no, fun of. No, Snape. that was the that was like that thing where he was trying to read his mind. Oh. This is like a thing that you drop your memories into and then you go inside of them oh, and yeah, analyze them. Yeah. See, that could be good for analyzing your own mistakes, but also good for tracking trapping people in horrible nightmares. <laughs> True. You put all of your worst memories in the pensive, and then you shove somebody in, mm -hmm. and you don't let them come out until they agree to give you what you want. <laughs> Again, really only helpful if you are leading a life of crime, well, or if you're just a terrible person. Also, keep in mind, you would have to have horrible things happen to you first. Yeah, you'd so, have to live a bad life, or so, you just go around collecting bad memories from people. So emotional trauma, like, might not mean the same thing to whoever you're pushing in, but like being covered in spiders. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just remembered something about the Sorting Hat. What? At the beginning of every year, he sings a song. Oh no! <laughs> he would be constantly singing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But yes, <laughs> I mean the the, the pensive thing. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to go through some pretty terrible things that everyone dislikes in order for it to be useful as like a torture device and put somebody in. Yeah, it would not be very good. No, it, I think if you were a very analytical person, you might enjoy it mm -hmm. because I think maybe it would, it would, it would also give you a place to go to escape. You could go into a happy memory. Well, and if you lost a loved one, it'd be. A nice you could always revisit balm them. to the mm. wound. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thumbs ish. Yeah. <laughs> um. And last one. What's the last one, Daphs? Uh, this one I think is a solid one. The uh the luck potion. 
Now you mentioned the luck potion. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's good for wizards and muggles alike, and uh, yeah, you just take it, and then pretty much whatever you try, whenever it's on for how many hours that lasts, uh, it works. So I would just take it and then play the lottery. Either do that or do something incredibly dangerous. Something really cool. Yeah, something crazy. Like, I'm going to be the first person to scale this, like, unscalable cliff. <laughs> I have no experience. <laughs> Take a swig of your luck potion. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> what you would have to do is you'd, if you create a promo. You're like, I, Daphs Brantner, Daredevil Extreme... They're like, who's this guy? I'm like, Daredevil Extreme. <laughs> I'm going to swim with great white sharks in Las Vegas for one night only. And then you bet on yourself the over-under that you get uh, eaten. Either that or you, like, maybe bet, like, you you declare on national TV that you are going to invent something, like, that will revolutionize the world. Like, I am going to uh, reinvent a renewable energy source from scratch you sit down with a pen and a paper chug the potion and then kidnap um uh what's that guy yeah yeah elon musk (laughs) or a richard branson (laughs) yeah right either either one of those would be fine but somehow they're groovy with it it all goes okay elon musk probably not i imagine if you kidnap richard branson he'd probably just go with it he'd be impressed he'd be like wow well done. So, uh, what are we working on? Cold fusion. Ah, that is a tough that one. Might be a hard one. You get a friend out of it at least. <laughs> then you're friends with Richard Branson. I mean, he's he's pretty wild. He was the one he brought on uh, fire extinguishers onto the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and they're like, "I don't think you can do that in here." And he's like. I'm pretty sure. And then just pulls the pin and starts shooting everyone. Yeah. Uh, no worries one at of all. the Yeah, that's one of the perks of being a eccentric billionaire. <laughs> People expect you to do crazy things, and they're totally okay with it. But, I mean, like, I think I think if you did it correctly, if you just got a lot of money. I mean, money does not buy happiness, as you have said many times. But it does buy. But it does buy jet, jet skis. Ski. <laughs> which is pretty close. <laughs> And also, that's like, like a, is that your phrase? Because no. the only person I've ever heard say that is you. Oh, no. Money doesn't buy a happiness, but it does buy jet skis. No, there's a few comedians uh, who have had that before. Daniel Tosh said that one time, too. He's like, you ever try frowning on a jet ski? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, money does not buy happiness. But you know what? Working eight hours a day doesn't seem to buy me happiness right now. That's true. So... If I didn't have to work ever again, Maybe. I'd have unlimited time and resources to find out what does make me happy. True. So that's kind of the exact same thing. I agree. Um, the only problem with it is it's a one-time use, and you really only can use it for money. Yeah. So. Or discovering what the cure to cancer. Ooh, there you go. Which I mean, one? I was gonna use it to find the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Both good ideas. <laughs> Lots of good ideas here. Uh, one, a lot more humanitarian. The other one, more old school exploration. 
Not saying one's right or wrong. <laughs> Might want to rethink it. Go do both if you time it right. <laughs> if you time it right. You got a couple hours. Or you find out that the uh, Loch Ness Monster has the cure for cancer because it's been alive for hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh, but then your actions lead to its captivity and medical research on it. Yep. Oh, poor Nessie. Yeah, well, those are the breaks. <laughs> Somebody's somebody's got to pay, <laughs> and it ain't gonna be me. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's time to tally these up. So let's let's first separate it into our top three. For me, Dragon Egg out. I don't like Dragon Egg. Your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I can see that. I'm thinking Time Turner's out too. I'm off the Time Turner because of the idea of my own dead body <laughs> appearing in front of me before me, which would not be good. <laughs> I think luck potion. Luck potion's a good one. It's, and I think port key. Port key. <clears throat> I'm like in and out it's on. It's on the fence. What's kind of I find the most alluring, if I'm gonna be honest. The luck potion, the sorting hat, actually, <sighs> the broom, and the invisibility cloak. See, it would be it would be invisibility cloak uh, and broom and luck potion, but we both agree on the broom, so let's throw that in there. Um, and that might win it. The sorting hat would also be helpful for sorting things. <laughs> I guess. Like my kids. <laughs> Which sport should my child play? Hmm. <laughs> Long legs on this one. Yes, yes. Not very smart, though. Hmm. <laughs> Field hockey. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which, you could find out what you'd be best at. That's true. It uh, might be useful. Also, I definitely imagine Stacy using it for more practical things, like bringing it to QFC or the grocery yeah. store. Which of these avocados is, is right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, maybe possibly. Are you using it today? I'm making guacamole. This one. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfectly ripe. Yeah, you know what? For me, I'll be honest, it's down to two. Which is? As much as I love the broom, I just don't see it being as useful on a day-to-day -day basis as the sorting hat. <laughs> no, dude, if I could fly, I wouldn't need anything else, I think. But who knows? If you could get the sorting hat past his sort of Gryffindor phase, he might give you a broom. I mean, maybe. That kind of feels like a... a, a, a cheat on the one item it's at a, a little bit of a cheat and i'm okay with it we knew what we were bringing back rick's like i'll allow it oh i'm, I'm glad to see that you'll allow your cheat all right i have formed a committee of one i've determined this committee is valid and we agree. i have agreed that it's okay well i mean the luck potion your whole primary thing is to get something out of it that's true i guess so daffs while you're off being an infinite millionaire billionaire I've got an old rusty hat that sometimes gives me a broom. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, for me, I'm going to be honest, luck potion, really tempting. Yeah. Because I could be rich. But the sorting hat, I mean, that's just a unique life that I get to lead with the sorting hat. <laughs> I mean, you could be rich. You also could use it to cheat death. Like, if you got in a really bad situation, you could be like, okay, how am I going to talk my way out of this one? Oh, the luck potion. Yeah. I thought you meant the sorting hat. No. I was like, 
If anything, I think the sorting hat would add to your troubles. <laughs> he would do you in in a heartbeat. Although here's the thing about the sorting hat is it has appeared numerous times in the Harry Potter series, always in like moments of dire need, mm-hmm. and has provided ample help. Mm-hmm. Although cut up from its magic power base, it's tough to say. However, it is enchanted on its own. So basically, I'm weighing being rich versus the amusement of having the sorting hat. I'm gonna go with the sorting hat. I think uh, I think we're gonna be divided on this one. So it's a split decision then. Yeah, can't come to a joint agreement. No, You're I'm, really about the luck potion. I'm, I'm thinking luck potion or broom. I would take either one of those over sorting hat. Really? Yeah. Because the sorting hat could give you things. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a cheat around. I like it because I could use it for advice. It could give me marital advice. It could give me advice on which schools my kids should go to, uh, which sports they should play. It could also help me sort out vegetables, uh, which financial investments to make. It's like having a guru at everything at my disposal. Assuming, of course, that he's not swayed by your own opinion, he was going to put Harry in Slytherin. Yeah, but it was negligible. That's why it was really close. Remember, it doesn't even touch the head of what's-his-name. It just puts him into <laughs> Slytherin. Yeah, but we all know Draco Malfoy was a Slytherin from the get-go. <laughs> also, it had to decide about Ron. It was like, ah, oh, another Weasley. <laughs> I know just what to do with you. Yeah, I don't think that the, the sorting hat doesn't strike me as somebody who just is easily is easily swayed. Okay, so we have one of our uh, one of our first split decisions in Rick and Daft's history. Wow, is this what does this mean for our future? I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe you can invite me over and we can have a drink from like and on your yacht, <laughs> right? I'll bring the sorting hat. <laughs> he can mix the drinks. <laughs> Give him a few drinks and he'll be real honest with you. <laughs> then we'll get all sorts of stuff. You're right. There we go. We'll get the sorting hat drunk. <laughs> can you imagine this taking the sorting hat to a frat party <laughs> better be jennifer <laughs> thanks sorting hat <laughs> it was definitely gonna go for monica this is very helpful you're just using it to help you swipe left or right you're like no no yes really trust me <laughs> Also, if you never need a bottle opener, you can be like, hey, yo, a uh, hat. And it's like, sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> pop your bottle open. People are like, that's a cool trick, man. Yeah, it gets old really fast, but every once in a while, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I like it. I feel like he could give me money, too. Yeah. I think I'd have to, like, I'd have to get him warmed up to me first to where his ethics would be pliable. Would you wear it, though? Would I wear it? Yeah. Or would you just carry it around? I'll be honest, I'd probably carry it around until I realized how useful it would be. Then I'd probably start wearing it because I'd reach the age where I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll be like 40 years old. My kids will be complaining about how like their dad's always wearing a strange, ragged old wizard's hat that talks while we're out on the town and I'm wearing completely normal clothes that don't go with it at all. <laughs> what if it kept telling you what you should have done instead of what you did? <laughs> like you're at work and it's like 
you should have been a ventriloquist. <laughs> you would have been great. And you're like, I'm trying to save someone's life. Forget that. You could have been the best ventriloquist this world has ever seen. <laughs> really? Oh, maybe oh, you could maybe you could also like speak on my behalf. Like I'm in talking to the manager. I'm like, you know, I really feel like I could use, you know, a little bit of a raise. He's right. <laughs> Productivity is up 17% on the shifts that he works. <laughs> Give that man a raise. <laughs> Manager's like, it's just not in the budget. <laughs> Better be sort of Gryffindor. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Gold, silver. Gold, silver and South Wing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nursing joke for you nurses out there. We won't explain it. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Rick and Das podcast. That was a sexy episode. It was a solid episode. We know our fan base. They love them some Harry Potter. All right. Um, well, I'm Rick. I'm Defs. Have a good one. <laughs>